0: Alright, before we start, let's uh let's pray. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for being God. Thank you for loving us so much to send your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us, to resurrect, newness of life. And Lord, there's many in this room that have not turned to you. Maybe you haven't called them. But Lord, if you have called them in our drawing, then we pray, with the Father, that each of them would Turn to you and repent and turn from their sin and accept the Savior. And as we learn this week on who we are and who we are in Christ and who we are as sinners and who we are as degenerates and who we are as saved people and who we can be, we pray, Heavenly Father, that this week would be one where we would focus on you, focus on your love, focus on how we can be better images and reflections of Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we delve into this topic about be holy and being electronically holy we pray that each of us knows what we do privately each of us knows our signature on the internet on our our brand that we portray to others through how we interact on on the internet we just pray and follow that we would look inwardly and lord those areas where there's sin and when there's selfishness or when there's deceit we would uncover that, and you, through your Spirit, would help us uncover that and bring it to the light. And we could have changed behaviors after this uh, week. We pray this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. All right, my name is uh, Irwin Wevel. I'm from Mansfield, Ohio. Um, those of you who know me well just can call me Irwin. Others can call me Erwin as well. Um, is the internet sin? Just like like radio is the radio sin, right? We can't just say something sin, right? I don't think so. Either. you're right. Uh, it can be right, uh, and like anything can be. You know, a gun can be used to kill a uh, person. A gun can be also be used to bring uh, a deer down, and you can uh, munch on some venison. Those who like to hunt. Kind of like to just talk about as we go through this. Uh, presentation. You guys are pretty much from the ground up. Like, uh, how, how long? How many of you guys have a smartphone? Raise your hand. Oh, hi, right? It's hard to tell. I mean, okay. I would say let's probably around 70% or so. You don't think so? Man in the white shirt? No? You don't think that's 70%? How much? What percentage do you think it was? Raise your hand super high. Okay, anybody, like, it looks like all the younger ones, which parents are being somewhat wise, um, don't have it. You know when I first got my first smartphone? how many take a guess. Five years ago? Two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. My brother-in-law makes fun of me, he goes... How do you know anything about anything to present this forum well it's kind of presented for me but I do know enough I was there when uh, emails first started internet first started so as, when I went through school it's all started to ha- started happening that now you guys are doing emails and, and you know Facebook is you just grew up with it you're wondering when are you gonna get your first Facebook account how many of you guys how many of you younger kids have been asking your parents when you can get your first Facebook account right have you asked uh, yes Nicholas no you don't want one really oh you have one interesting okay have you asked for your first facebook account no you don't want one you're pushing back on the trend i like that okay what you see though is i mean what you guys are growing up with texting i mean like right that's the way a lot of times we like to communicate via texting that that's the preferred method well I remember I was sitting in my classroom in, in Ohio State, it was about 91, 92 uh, years before some of you were born. I was sitting there, and all of a sudden I was emailing my friend from California, and he was emailing me back, and I found out he was live on there. And I'm telling you, it was this was like, in my experience, the first texting where you're, some, you knew somebody was at the other end of the country, it was in San Diego, and we were communicating via internet, text or emailing, and it was, it was and literally I was supposed to be listening to the person that was speaking and I wasn't, so it was a professor, I was having a heyday. So I, I, I totally understand when you guys are first getting your first cell phones or something and you're texting, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting, but you guys are growing up with this. I'm, what we're gonna find out, is I'm an immigrant. I'm an immigrant in this, in this culture. Even as growing up, somewhat in it, you guys are pretty much inundated with it. Um, basically, why he holy? The world is changing. You know, um, the scripture says that in every word and action, we're going to give an account. Everything that you and I say, anything that we write down, everything that we talk about, whether it's verbally one-on-one, whether it's uh, via uh, email or texting, everything you're going to have to give an account for. There's going to be some accountability for every word that you say. So it's, it's very important what we say and how we say it. Social media. Regular media is a one-way street. We know what that is, right? Social media is where you're interacting. Um, I don't know if you guys watched so, uh, some of the debates between uh, Romney and Obama. But one of the things that they said that... Um, Romney should have done better is and Romney Romney grew up in you know he's 70 years old so he definitely is an immigrant he might have he has, I know he has a smartphone he has all the technology but he grew up in that era where basically he's a he's a multi-millionaire he knows if you want to make money you don't go to Obama Obama hasn't made any money okay virtually none he, you know he's a lawyer um, and not a very good one we think but anyways he he he's didn't make money like Romney made a ton of money. If you want, if you want, if you would, you know, hook your wagon or to someone, it'd be Romney. Well, in that area, in way when Romney grew up, was if you had an idea and you knew what it was and it was good, you told it to someone and you shared it and you you got it across. Well, how do you work? How does the world work now? If you have an idea and you want to convey it to somebody, if you just tell them. You what? Get a patent on it, right? Okay, what else? How do you interact with it now? Do you just tell people, or what do you do? Put it on the internet. Put it on the internet. Get some discussion going on it. And what, what they said, and during the debates, what he should have done was, when somebody asked him a question, you know, he had the answers, but almost should have engaged the person in a give and take. And kind of, you know, got some ideas back and forth. So that they feel part of the solution. That's that's what social media is doing now. When you have, you know when we're advertising, when we're trying to get some good reviews on it, you get have a give and take. Hey, I got this you know iPad, and this and these are the things I really liked about it. This tablet does this you know, and you have a little bit of a give and take. Here's all the different aspects of social media. I mean, all these are very very familiar um, to just discussions, to sharing, uh, games. Um, Back and forth, just to, just kind of shows you why well, talk about social media. Almost every area of our life is affected. I mean, every one of us, social media, the media has an audience, quite an audience, as well as an influence. We as Christians, we as Christians, and you coming, becoming to be Christians as you make your decision to follow Christ, need to understand what that impact is on, on our generation and on you guys. In March 2013, as we look, Facebook has 1.1 billion users, 16% of the world's population. And as you, uh, uh, China has about a billion people. They have a different format. And I'm sure what you'll probably see is coming in the next few years is, uh, and I, I would probably almost guarantee that Facebook is in talks with China as far as how to penetrate that market. There's a lot of money there. And you're, you're going to start seeing that. Watch, you know, watch for that. You know, part of what we're talking about here is we're not just using the Internet. We're part of it. You know, we're, um, you know, how many of you guys ever watched uh, Terminator? You guys remember? Why was it hard to shut down Skynet? Anybody remember? This is really odd living here. Why, is, why was it hard to shut down Skynet? The global system. There was no, remember when they, go, when they went in the last one, they went to this bunker. What was that, that bunker? Anybody remember? They were trying to shut down. They thought the core was there. The the, the CPU, the unit. What did, they, what did they find when they went there? Yeah. Hello, computers. Where was Skynet? Everywhere. You couldn't shut it down. And this is, you know, we're not learning our, you know, morals and our ideas from Terminator. But, uh, get some truth there. We're becoming part of it. Romans 12, 1-2 instructs us to be not conformed to the pattern of this world. What is the current pattern, and how can we tell? You guys are, and this is all from some studies, and you know, people are doing studies in this. You guys are all being referred to. Your your age group, especially your guys' age group, and anybody below you, um, I would still be considered an immigrant, uh, though somewhat well-versed. My parents and you guys will probably see some of your parents. You know, when they when they get their cell phones or their internet, you can tell they've never had it before, right? They're sitting there on it and they're like, like it's like it's like, for like a baby with a, with candy, just looking at it, right? Okay, we're, you guys are referred to as digital na- natives. Your generation doesn't use the technology. You guys live it. You're the first generation to basically nonstop diet of media. You know, you guys are going to school. Um, most of your classmates, when you get to high school, you guys have you guys have the you have a I don't know. Are you guys allowed to use? I'm not even familiar. In high school, what is the policy on what's your some of your policies that you guys have on usage? I'm sure they have them on like um, smartphones. Off and away. What is it? Off and away. It is off and away. No, you're from Canada, right? Off and away. You can't use it throughout the whole day. Okay, on breaks and stuff. Okay. What's that? Mr. Simmel. Oh, um, I think in like in our school you can serve class you're allowed to of- But do any schools give them, um, you know, give them out, like, very, back there?
1: Our school gives iPads to all of the freshmen. What cause? Oh, send
0: Are you serious? adjust to this you know how much is too much how much is not enough i mean um because if we're not i remember our school was a poor school district so when computers were coming in we didn't have them and you could tell what we were really behind in the technology because we just we just didn't have it now i mean now it's where everybody has it but you can tell when if you're not using this you know you can't you can't avoid this even as christians there's a lot of things we have to be careful of, just like any, just like TV, just like radio, just like the, just anything we have to be careful of. We have to um, be able to use it correctly. Some positive effects is you can have virtual empathy toward others. Um, you know, on, on Facebook, you can, you can from somebody from far away, you, you might not even know them, and they they're posting uh, maybe their their dad has cancer, or their mom uh, is ill, or their child, and you can you can. Send condolences to them or you can send some well wishes to them and you may not even know them. Um, how do you guys think about this? Giving the shy and introverted a way to socialize. How, how does that work? How does the internet do that or social media do that? You become socially awkward because you can talk to people online, but then you confront them with what you say. Oh, isn't that weird? Yeah. that yeah, is you almost like want to avoid them, like you almost prefer that barrier, right? Is that good or bad? I mean, is that horrible? Why is that bad? I mean, if you're maybe you're interacting well here, I mean, maybe that's all it's meant to be like. No, it's just messed up. It's just messed up. I will leave it at that. It's messed up. It's somewhere in Scripture that says it's messed up. No, I mean, I agree it's messed up. I I just think it ruins, like, uh, people's ability to confront people. Okay. Like, people, uh, They do a lot of buying and selling. They don't want to call you on the phone. They want to text you or email you. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! Again, like when it's person to person they're not going to they might open up virtually, but I think in person you know yeah, good point. Maybe that's the only way they can and you know otherwise they may never even then open up to anyone. So I guess in that way it's not super bad, right? With no one doing- Misunderstood in a text. That might be 70%, right? We got we got 70%? We got it, alright. I mean, you know, you, you text someone and you're, you're, being, you're being sarcastic and they're sensitive or I'm sensitive and like, wow, look at the way he said it. And, I, and I, my wife will show it to me or someone will be like, and, I, and I'll read it like an automaton, which is like a robot, right? I'll read it. Uh, um, and I'll just read it. Well, that's not the way he said it. And then she puts the inflections in it. And it's like, well, you're assuming that the inflections are in there, right? So that's something we got to be careful, of, right? All right. We develop on uh, social media. We develop our our identity and, and our brand. Okay. Negative effects, teens who use Facebook. It's been shown some studies. And I'll. Uh, anybody who wants this forum. I, or this, uh, I can uh, email it to you, or whatever cooler method there is. Shows narcissistic tendencies. Anybody, what is narcissistic? When you're obsessed with yourself, when you're obsessed with yourself, how would how would uh, teams using Facebook show more narcissistic tendencies? Does it increase it? But I think some people go on their laptops. And- All right, little little uh, image makeover, right? Suddenly the fat or not so fat, the slow or not so slow. All right, what else? Okay. Okay. Daily overuse of media technology has a negative effect on health, and it shows Facebook depression. They're more prone to anxiety, depression, other psychological disorders. Now, these are when you look at the uh, in the back, you'll see. And anybody who wants can you know let me know, and I'll I'll email it to you when I get home. I don't have internet access here except for right here now. Um, It can also negatively impact learning. Studies show that students who check Facebook at least once during a 15 minutes period study period achieved lower grades. That's kind of interesting. Okay. Here's our brands that we're all familiar with, McDonald's. All right, digital identities. What is your brand? And I think, and really, this is actually something pretty critical. Um, what is your brand? When people look at, and what's the most common one? Or you guys don't probably remember MySpace, but that was before actually Facebook. Some of you may remember that, right? But Facebook kind of over overran. Uh, MySpace. What is your brand? Basically, when people look at you, they see a certain type of person. Let's face it, though. When they see me standing here like this, they can't tell much about me. They can't tell honestly whether I'm a Christian or not. You can't tell when somebody, any one of you, is a Christian by just looking. You can't. You might just be a good Mormon <laughs> if you're clean cut. That's that. That's not what. That's not what cuts it. So, but when you look at your, why is, why is your Facebook site a little bit more of a brand than just the way you look, the clothes you wear? Why is your Facebook site, what, what, your what's what can you show on your Facebook site about you? You can express your interests or your hobbies. Okay. What are, okay, so what are some of your, those of you who are Christians, what are some of your interests or hobbies that would delineate you or brand you as a Christian? Read the Bible. Is a Bible-like right? or, you know, all right, read the Bible. Christian music. Christian music, yeah. Just a song that you would like. Things you, yeah, things you like, sites that, you know, hey, uh, take a look at this. Um, okay. What you do online and who you are represents you there, and it's there for good. A couple weeks ago, I was in... I was in Colorado, and I don't know who it was. One of my daughters wasn't me, but when somebody emailed, I I I didn't. I learned that when somebody accused you of something, whether joking or not, the best way to do it to diffuse it is don't don't disagree with it. Just say who knows. I was uh my one of my daughters. It must have been that was online looked at some Barbie doll on Facebook or something. And you know what's funny about a lot of times is what you look at will somehow post to Facebook, right? If you you know. Erwin was looking at this on Fox News, which is kind of nosy. But uh, so I was on or one of my kids was on there, or someone was on there, and it was and it was posted that Erwin was looking at Barbie doll clothes for whatever and visited this site. I'm, I'm the only one in my family that has Facebook. So they they all at times look at it, right? So I had a bunch of comments from people. Jokingly, like, oh, so this is what a preacher does in his spare time. Oh, <laughs> so I was, I was branded as a Barbie doll, you know, researcher, enthusiast. Yes, Barbie doll enthusiast. I am not a Barbie doll enthusiast. But see, my my image, my brand is out there. And actually, I refuse to. Uh, you can, whatever, hide it or delete it. I won't. No, it's out there. I'm not going to try to... See, so if you try to hide it, then it's like, oh, you know, this was on there before. Why did you delete it? So you can go to my Facebook site, and you can see, at some point in my past, I uh, was on it. Someone on my computer was on it. Okay. Here's where we as Christians... You know, the Bible says to be truthful in everything. And I think this is where, with social media we got to be very careful because, you know, watching TV, you really don't have a brand. You can't portray anything. You can take in certain things. But with social media, you can now portray to other people things that aren't true about you. What's that called? Lying, right? Misrepresentation, if we want to be clean about it. We going to be more general about it. Custom identity. You can project a you that isn't the real you. How many of you guys have experienced, if you guys want to give an example of obviously someone else, because you guys wouldn't do that. Who, give me an example where you, you know, if anybody has some extra, an extravagant example where you know somebody wasn't something and they portrayed themselves as being something. Somebody has a good example or just sheer, for sake. Some guy works on me using another he was 14. He 14? Yeah. You found out it was just 12, right? You're like... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's just kind of... Beautiful. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, yeah. All right, that's a, that's a pretty good... 14 was probably given away pretty quick. All right. We would be... Uh, we could consciously project the self that we want to be. You know, and there's... there's it's okay to want to be something. And so it's okay to ascribe and try to achieve that, but to portray it, that you are something when you're really not. Um, remember, anything and everything can be edited, hacked, and photoshopped. We talked about photoshopping with the, the person that has a thousand pictures and photoshops them. And Only, you know, you you look on the websites of families going on vacation, they're never of the children vomiting, like my, my son yesterday... Um, <laughs> Uh, got sick or whatever, he's still sick, and he vomited. I, you know, I didn't take a picture kick Rudy at camp vomiting all over an Eastern camp. What a great start! You know, I guess that what people would do that, right? But kind of saying like, you know, well, um, what was me type thing. But yeah, you don't do the vomiting pictures or where you just came out of the bathroom, You know, and you know, whatever. You don't do that stuff, right? We carelessly project the self that we don't want to be as well. You know, this is something we gotta be careful of. When can we do this? Carelessly project the self that we don't want to be as well. Okay. Take Maybe if you can post a picture of you doing something stupid, like, you know, really reckless. Okay. Or like, you know, yeah, something really dumb you didn't think about it. Oh wow, this guy like, stupid he doesn't know anything. Okay. Project yourself doing something really reckless and stupid. Anything else?
1: Um, Someone from my old school said that he on Facebook that he wanted to burn the school now, and he just suspended. Still illegal.
0: Canada <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, too. Okay, I don't uh, know. What's that? You know, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> um. Remember, like, I guess what's really important here, you know, we carelessly project the self that we don't want to be as well. What about if you're at a party or, or in a gathering, and you're there, and you know, you just start acting real stupid in the camera. You know, you maybe have all of you are too young except for the nineteen-year-olds in Canada drink. So you wouldn't be doing that in the states, but you know, let's say you're over 21. Here you know, There's alcohol there. Picture comes on the internet. You're, you know, you're acting crazy. What does it look like? like if you see me with uh, uh, Bud Light, acting crazy on the internet, what would you think? Huh? Steph, you're a chill dude. I'm a chill dude. <laughs> Besides a chill dude as a Christian, what would you guys think? Possibly? Um. uh, uh, Drugs. Drugs. of just taking random pictures, but that's something where you guys as Christians have to be, when you become Christians, have to be concerned about. Um, one of the things, and this is not a hard fast thing I don't do, but generally the wider the audience, um, I don't drink alcohol in that audience. I have no trouble with drinking alcohol, because it's, it's not against the scripture. If anything that's against the scripture, not against the scripture, you know, I'll try that years, Right? So, but when it, when it gets to a larger audience, somebody, as you, somebody may look at me and I may be joking around, and they think, well, "Look at Irwin; he's got that alcohol and he's joking around. He must be drunk." Oh no, Irwin just normally acts funny or does stuff. So, just because he has this, but see the connotation is I have that, and if you take that snapshot and put it on the internet, it can be very damaging to the image that God wants us to portray as Christians.
1: It's just something you
0: guys need to be thinking about when you guys are doing things, and you guys, many of you will become Christians. And you're going to be in any situations where you're going to be at some party or something. You might be in a school function and you, you know, there's a bunch of people acting weird for a picture. You just you just gotta start thinking these things through. Everybody is going to see that as they tag me on my Facebook site. Is that what I, is that what I want to portray? It, it's not, it's not sin. But you have to be, I want you to really be thinking about these things. And that, that's, what social media that's what social media does. It has to make you guys, and all of us, actually all of us Christians, older and younger, much more careful because it can be misrepresented. Any other comments? Alright. We'll move it along. My life, whatever the... We are representing Christ with our own... Are we representing Christ with our online personas? 2 Corinthians 5.20 We are ambassadors for Christ. What's an ambassador? Representative. A representative. Is it a... Is it a casual representative or is it a formal representative? It's a formal representative. We are, when an ambassador goes somewhere, he is going in the stead of, in the place of, whom he is representing. So that's very serious. Okay, uh, Philippians 1, 27. Let your manner, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So, we're starting to see that now You, we have more responsibility. Like, before television, before, you know, news, the new printed page, it was you know there's less ability to for ourselves to be out there well now with social media we have to be more careful with greater power comes greater responsibility Let's see what time do we got 11:01 okay there are some unwanted connections what are some unwanted what would be a unwanted connection that you wouldn't want to have Stalkers? So what do you mean? People that stalk. <laughs> Facebook's crop, crop, creepers, right? <laughs> creepers, stalkers. Okay, what else? What are some things that can really affect <laughs> you, though? <dog? laughs>
1: when a minister acts on Facebook.
0: When a minister what?
1: Acts on Facebook. Just ignore
0: it. <laughs> ah, you make for awkward, uh, awkward yeah. greetings. <laughs> they actually do that. Oh, are you close friendly the this or are you just kind of... There's one question. No, it's not. not now, yeah. We can together not ever. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Where somebody is uh, maybe trying to check up on you, right? Yeah. Alright, what else? What are, some, what are some things that would be negatively impact you? Let's say you're 30 years old and married. How would something, how would, how would Facebook have a negative connection? How would somebody wanting to Facebook be negative? Old flames. old flames. Yeah. Very true. Old flames that you don't, that are best left in the past, right? Um, Last article, last thing here, says: recent article detailed that one-third of divorces include the word Facebook. So, as you grow older, um, there's even going to be people that are going to have a bad influence on you. You may want to not now, them. I'm not saying a minister would be a bad influence on you. I'm saying others that would be. Alright, what do you guys think? Let's, is social media bringing us closer together or pushing us farther apart? I don't have an answer for that. I don't think there is. I just think it's probably good for some dialogue. What do you guys think? It's closer together. So How do you say it? What do you say? We're down to like six degrees of separation, which is essentially saying, if I go through six of your friends, I will find someone with one. Okay. Do It's bringing us really closer together as far as, I mean, relationships do? Oh, okay. No, I just mean of separation. Oh, you mean just degrees So he's just he's just talking degrees of separation. Okay. I I, I can accept that. I agree with you. Yep. Nicholas? It could be both because like some people if they live close to you as opposed to going to their house, you just talk to them on Facebook. Okay. this point. I see yeah. that pure. All right. I'll say it kind of depends. It kind of depends on what you're talking about. Closer together, if you're talking about deeper in the relationship, not really. It's giving you a lot more. Is that bad? That's a good point. It's more the 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 width is more. You have more, but the depth is less. Is that good or bad? There is a computer software out there now that is called TextGrab, and it's able to, I mean, I was searching around for it, it cost some money, downloaded it onto my computer, and right now all of your guys' cell phones, I've actually been able to download them to my computer if they're in your and all your texts, and what I'd like to do for the remainder of the class is kind of go over them. Now, if you have an algorithm that kind of pulls out the more gracy that's it. now, what it doesn't have, which I guess you're be probably very happy, it doesn't have names; it just has numbers, but how do you guys get nervous? How do you guys get nervous? <laughs> <laughs> Now guys, <laughs> let me do this to the girls tomorrow. So don't tell them. So because I, I know many of you were nervous because there's probably some of your texts. Not all the faces, some of the faces, and I don't really, I'm not, I'm not looking, at you. but some of you were nervous, and you should be because you know some of your texts that you probably sent out are a little, you know, sketchy, and racy, and your parents probably, you know, don't know them. You know, or maybe unless they have automatic bothered to send their account, you I know, mean, you can't do that though. So. If your parents are paying for but uh, so I just want to do that. I I, I think maybe if some people's heartbeat started uh, beating a little faster, you know, maybe perhaps. Um, but then it's uh, something you need to consider, right? So I'm going to do that with the girls tomorrow. So I'd appreciate if none of you tells them, which is. Is it hard to keep a secret between a hundred people here? Yeah. Maybe the one person that doesn't know is the one that is going to run out of here. I wait for that to happen. Can you imagine? You know, and it takes about you know two more minutes. I'll have everybody's downloaded, and then suddenly everybody hits for the exits. All right, uh, where are we at There with times? I do want to have I have a uh, what's up, 11:08. okay. Hyperconnectedness, intimacy, confusion—you know how lately we're talking about. How much can you? How much? How many friends can you have? when you have a thousand friends. You're not friends with all of them. I mean, some of you barely know. You just accept their friendships. Um, how much of you is there to go around? I used to have my phone um, 24/7, and about a year and a half ago, or even before that, I realized that why I used to have my phone with me for, for people to call. And I started leaving it at home and started doing, uh, uh, taking up running a little bit. So I'll just leave everything at home and go. And I don't need to be available at all times. It's kind of not that important. There's not that much of me to go around. Um, Depths in erasures relationship are thinning out, like we talked about, thinning out in favor of increased connectivity. We're getting used to new ways of being alone together. We're glued to our little screens. What is, um, what's the most annoying thing? I maybe mean, you guys aren't annoyed by this because maybe you're more into this. Have you ever, what is, uh, have you ever seen a, t- uh, a restaurant? We walked out of a restaurant at, in Mansfield uh, for Sunday lunch and there was a grandparents and parents and the two grandchildren. We walked out of there the parents were maybe ordering, or the, the two grandchildren, one had headsets on and he wasn't even hiding. And he was looking at his, his computer, or maybe it was a movie he was watching, and his, adult, his sister was playing on the internet. I think even the grandparents were on, like, it was like four out of the six were on their smartphones or their digital apparatus. apparatus. It was, it was hilarious. It was like, you're out to dinner, and you're texting, and you're calling and you're whatever doing, with no interaction. I, I maybe, maybe there is going to be a turning point with some of the natives, the digital natives, where that's going to be seen as being a little uncool. It, it probably is. It's starting to get that way where, you know, we're starting to realize that that is a little bit geeky. Okay, how much conversation takes place at the dinner table? That that really. How much conversation actually <laughs> takes place at the dinner table, or is it quiet and you know maybe even maybe even the parents have officially banned it, but everybody wants to leave the dinner table so they can go and do what they want to do? Yes, you. Um, there's a lot more conversation at our dinner table. But my parents are all like, "Be quiet! I want to eat peace." You're actually eating, right? One of the brothers are huge baseball fans. All right, bye. One of the brothers are huge baseball fan. So if you yeah. even utter the word baseball, it's not going to be quiet around the house for the entire you. Oh, crazy. All right, so that, that's a good way to keep, a, keep conversation going at the dinner table. All right. All right, we're lonely but afraid of intimacy. We've created an illusion of, of companionship without the demands of friendship. Um, You know, when you've got that screen in between you, at any time you could leave, at any time you don't have to answer the text, you know, you don't have to respond. Oh, why didn't you respond? Oh, you know how to go do this. Oh, okay. Well, you really maybe didn't want to, maybe the conversation was getting too personal, so you wanted to uh, get away from it. Um, We lack the capacity for solitude. We turn to others to feel less anxious or feel alive that we are in a problem state that needs a solution. I don't really know what that means. All right, let's see. Is this a conversation? I guess it is, right? not know. It's communication. I don't know if it's common. maybe there's a difference. Is there a difference between communication and... Right. Your kids say, yes it is. Not your kids, this is for the adults. All right. Connection versus conversation. Have we agreed to accept the diminishing role of conversation? And I think this is that difference because when you're just texting that you're communicating. You're not really conversing a lot of times. There's some, uh, you know, you're you're following people's posts, their tweets. I mean, is that really communication? What's wrong with having a conversation? This is. It takes place in real time. Remember, this is an awkward thing. When you have somebody at a dinner table, you can't control. You can't just exit out. You can't just leave. So there's the demands of a real conversation will never change. And you guys think, um, as Christians, if you want to reach somebody for Christ, now, the internet is going to be a good visit. all well, here to stay, it's not a fad. It's going to be used. But when you're... Like, like any salesman, or when you're ready to close the deal, is it gonna really, is it gonna be over the internet or over Facebook or is it gonna be in person? When you're talking with somebody about Christ or something, or you're talking about them and maybe they're an hour away. Is it worth it to go visit with them or is it worth it to do it over Facebook? What do you guys think? How do you guys have it? It's more in More intimate What's what? What's hard? Like that. Yeah, and you actually have to go somewhere. You might actually have to pay for lunch. You might actually have to, it might take longer. You know, what do we find in a conversation? A lot of times they take longer. And you allocate, I'm going to be, you know, we'll with them for an hour. What's it end up being? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Conversation skills are the bedrock for proper communication. <laughs> someday, this is an 18-year-old male said this. Someday, someday, somehow, I certainly not now. I would like to learn how to have a conversation. You know, maybe some, maybe most of us in this room don't have this problem, but this is what social media can do. You know, it, it, we have to be careful of it. it doesn't. Conversation with God. Have we traded in a true relationship for mere connection? Alright, with the the church, we also have to be careful. A lot of times you can get all your services on the internet. You can get, you know, the prayer uh, requests, the announcements. Um, Is that a substitute for real church? For gathering together? Why not? Just because it's not, or why wouldn't it be? So, someone told me this analogy one time, that like, like a Christian is like a pole, and like you're on fire for Christ, or whatever. but if you're alone, you're going to burn out really quick, (coughs) their will stay on fire longer you' <coughs> yeah amen you there's we are we are uh, a church is a body. it's an ecclesia it's a gathering it's it's meant to be in person and the Bible, the Bible says now basically um, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together uh, there's a verse here there. Not neglecting the meeting together as a habit of some, but encouraging one another as a, more as you see the day drawing near. Augmentation is OK. What's augmentation? Adding on or an additional is OK, but replacement is not. All right, I'd like to have this one last video. You guys know Doc, Dr. Robbie Zacharias. A
1: and I frankly think it is, uh, uh, it is an enormously vital phenomenon. Most of us actually in my generation do not even fully understand it because many in my vintage will not often use it to its fullest extent. I don't even understand the ramifications of it sometimes, but I'll tell you what, we've looked back upon recent movements in continents and subcontinents, watch demagogues overthrown, overthrow, watch systems change, watch revolutions begun. You see, this idea of commonality and coming together goes all the way back to the book of Genesis, when the people of mankind wanted to build a tower for its own glory and for its own edifice. They wanted to come together, and all of a sudden the Bible says in an incredible way the languages were confused and the people could not communicate with each other. Well, the social media is the new Tower of Babel. Now let me take a step back though and say that anything that has such capacity is not intrinsically evil. It is how we use it that turns out to be either for good or bad. That's true of any communication method. That's true of any entertainment. That's true of sports. That's true of uh, any, any way in which we find fulfillment in entertainment, music or whatever it is. But the capacity that this gives is what we need to be cautious about. Because I want you to hear me carefully now. Where destruction is the motive, unity is dangerous. Where destruction is the motive, unity is dangerous. For example, if I have evil intent, and I galvanize that intent with many others, the capacity to destroy is immense. And where goodness is the motive, unity is phenomenal and actually has some good good issues to it. So what I would have to say is, The most important thing we need to understand is what the BBC discovered two years ago in a worldwide survey when they interviewed men and women across the globe. This was their question. What is the greatest threat facing humanity right now? Every year, the number one or number two was either poverty or environment, switching one or two. In December 2010, the number one answer was corruption. Corruption had displaced poverty and the environment as the number one problem facing humanity. Well, if the human heart is corrupt and the social media it becomes the means, you can see where that will take us. So I think what the youth need to do is take the same medium, harness the same medium, and use it as a builder of bridges for peace and goodwill and communication. The only thing you need to do to dispel the darkness is to turn on the light. So all these methods are going to be there and they're going to be incrementally increased. They're not going to be able to stop it. What we need to do is how to find the... The same thing happened with the printed page, the same thing happened with photography. Only now it can happen instantly, you can make one statement and it can go viral. And it can be distorted and whatever. So the instancy of time, the capacity of of an enormous replication puts a great responsibility on you through the conscience. And I would say, young people, you have an incredible opportunity to be a witness because of the capacities that are now invested in you. When Jesus said, greater things than these shall we do, when Jesus was in an incarnate form, he was physically restricted to where he could be. Now, through the work of God, through the Holy Spirit, it can be multiplied in many parts of the world. You take the methodology now of social internet. And you and I can communicate that message immediately. Become a peace builder, a bridge builder, not a destroyer. And the way you do it is through friendships and relationships and through authentic character. But here's what I want to caution you about. Try not to be in your face. When you take that in your face approach, the old idea that any stigma can lick a good dogma. If it's stigmatized, whatever you believe in your dogma of belief will also be branded as something people don't want to hear. Be wise, be be careful, but harness it for good. It's here to stay and only will multiply in its, in its capacity.
0: One last slide. Make a difference. Let no wholesome word, text, post, tweet, email, proceed out of your mouth, but only such word is good for edification... According to the need of the moment, that will give grace to those who hear. And this last one, but I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be condemned, and by your words you shall be justified. Just a reminder that I mean, there is a um, each of us is going to stand as Christians. If you're unconverted, you're going to go to the great white throne your judgment. And you're going to be cast into hell. So there's no question there. And But for those who are believers, the judgment that we get is not whether we go to heaven or hell, it's what our uh, rewards will be. And this is where how we as Christians have acted will determine our rewards and how faithful we've been, how our words have been, what our online brand has been. I think I was going to ask that that.